0: Right eye dominant. Right eye dominant. Right eye dominant.
1: Right eye dominant.
0: Right eye dominant. dominant. This is the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I am your host. Nick Toro Jr. I'll be flying solo on today's episode, and I'll be discussing a subject that's probably familiar to a lot of you, especially if you're a creative artist, musician, photographer, and that subject is fear. I recently revisited a really great book on the subject of fear. It's called Art and Fear, Observations on the Perils and Rewards of Art Making by David Bales and Ted Orland. And I thought it would be a great departure point for just sharing some thoughts on how fear makes its way into our creative process, what it looks like, what it can do to you if left unchecked, and thoughts on ways to find your way around it, Because ultimately, the only thing that we have to fear is fear itself. So that's today's topic. Thank you for joining me. And now let's get into the discussion. So as I said, today's topic is art and fear. And I'm holding in my hands right now the book, Observations on the Perils and Rewards of Art Making by David Bales and Ted Orland. And if you have not read this book, I highly recommend it. If you're listening to this podcast, I can immediately tell that this book would resonate with you in some way. A lot of the issues that I bring up on this podcast or discuss with my guests definitely have an element of how fear and resistance and hesitation and all those voices in your head get in the way of you creating whatever it is that you create. And yes, this is a photography-centric podcast, but I think just in a general sense, the idea of addressing fear in your process, whatever that process is, is really helpful for you to tap into what it is that really makes you who you are, certainly as an artist or a creative person. And so if I'm looking at the book and I just wanna take a quick little encapsulation of what it's got on the back cover, the questions are, what is your art really about? Where is it going? And what stands in the way of you getting it there? And then they go on to say, these are questions that matter, questions that recur at each stage of our artistic development. And they are the source for this book of commentary. And so the book is about what it feels like to sit in your studio or your classroom or at your pottery wheel or keyboard at your easel or holding a camera in your hand and trying to do the work that you need to do. And it's about committing your future to your own hands and placing free will above predestination, choice above chance. It's about finding your own work. So I'm thinking about that statement and how it connects with me personally, certainly how it has affected my approach to this podcast Um, Some of you who are friends or who know me personally um, know that I've had the idea for a podcast uh, for a few years, and for one reason or another, I hesitated to pulling the trigger and actually starting it. And a lot of the, the resistance was based in fear. My fear of simple things like, what would I sound like on a recording? You know, a lot of us don't even like to hear our own voice. Uh, The fear of whether anyone would even listen. The fear of, uh, you know, do I have anything relevant to add to any conversation on photography or creativity or life in general? You know, these were the the voices that were in my head that were preventing me uh, from starting this podcast. Now, needless to say, I'm well into season two and I've gotten over a lot of those fears And thank you for everyone who's been listening because it's a validation to know that people are out there and getting something from what I'm sharing here. But beyond that, I have to say that fear does trickle into my process when it comes to creating this podcast. And whether it's a fear of... Not having a topic for the, the next episode or the fear of reaching out to a guest and having them reject me, not want to take the time to talk to me or in many cases, not even answering my email inquiry. Uh, then there's the fear of whether I have those conversations if the person on the other end is going to like me, respect me, open up in the conversation and make it a worthwhile listen for you. So, you know, the fear is always there. I think it's just a question of looking at it and keeping it in check and getting past it to do whatever it is that you want to do. Now, besides recording this podcast, I have a regular studio practice that I work on my photo-based artwork, and there is definitely fear attached to that. You know, I think back to about five or six years ago when I got really serious about pursuing my creative, artistic life and dedicating myself more seriously to it besides the obligations of work and home and family and everything else that we have to do and i think back on the times when i gave myself permission just to do my work and to take it seriously if only for myself not for any audience or anyone who i thought might be looking at my work and judging it and if i look back uh, even you know 10 years ago I would share things online uh, on a website that didn't even have my name attached to it. I was afraid to put my name in front of the work that I was sharing. And so it wasn't until I gradually gained more confidence in myself and my vision that I decided to put my name on my website and it's kind of crazy to think back on those days. but. That was a real legitimate fear of mine, and it kept me from sharing my work. The rewards of sharing my work have been great, large and small. Uh, It's connected me to hundreds of people. It's gotten me shows and and printed in publications and shared online, uh, exhibits with friends and a community that I built around my love of photography. Uh, has has all happened because I was able to recognize that fear and move ahead anyway, and so I think that 's something i 'm just sharing this as a personal story because I think there 's probably people out there that are listening to this and and are harboring fears of their own that may be preventing them from sharing whatever it is that they 're creating. And we know through social media that we can curate our own sort of persona and share that version of ourselves uh, with the world. But I think it's a different thing when you're digging deeper inside your soul and burying yourself and being true to yourself and sharing that with the world. You open yourself up to a lot of criticism, a lot of judgment, and it does take... Uh, strength to get beyond that fear. So I, I pulled uh, artist friends online and did a lot of research, and there are definitely recurring fears that a lot of us share. And so I just want to kind of march down this list that I jotted down. Certainly fear of judgment is is uh, one of the big ones. And judgment or criticism, you know, if you're really putting yourself into your work and whether it's a performance or a, a song that you've written or a painting that you've created or something you've written or a photograph, you're putting it out in the world. It's something tangible that other people can react to. And then you open yourself up to judgment. And, Oftentimes we may get uh, compliments and we may enjoy that to a certain extent, but if you're like me, you're probably also uh, suspicious of, of some of those compliments and think, well, are they just saying that to be nice or are they just saying that because they're friends of mine? Uh, whereas critical judgment or negative feedback or negative commentary on something you created Not only do we pay, I think, more attention to it, but it definitely stings deeper and harder than the the warm, fuzzy feelings of a compliment. So fear of judgment is definitely a real thing. Uh, Fear of embarrassment. Am I sharing too much? Uh, I'm 11 and a half minutes into this (laughs) little rambling uh, discussion here. And I'm looking at that now, fear of embarrassment, and I'm thinking, well, have I shared too much? Am I being too open with my audience? I consider the podcast a safe place I, I create it myself, and I trust the people who are listening to it that will uh, accept it in the spirit that I'm giving it. But you know oftentimes it's like we we put ourselves out there and we may do something stupid or we may make a mistake or we may Not nail the landing or put something out that falls off the wall or say something embarrassing in a conversation. And that fear of embarrassment is sometimes a major hurdle for people to even put something out there in the first place. And I don't know if that's some sort of perfectionist mentality that I'm only going to do something if it's flawless or untouchable or beyond criticism and anything that doesn't meet that impossible standard ends up being something that may be a source of embarrassment. And so that prevents a lot of people from just doing their work. And I have faced that, but I will tell you that one of the, the benefits of my studio practice, and I'm I'm privileged and fortunate to have a space where I can just go and tinker and, and play with things and make a lot of mistakes, is that I can mess something up and I'm the only one who sees it. And so that prevents that embarrassment. And maybe I work through some issues or challenges visually or creatively that when I'm ready to put something out to share with the world, it's developed to a point where if nothing else, I, I have more confidence in it. Or I feel like, you know, I failed enough times that what I'm sharing now is, is, is maybe ready for uh, that kind of criticism that so many of us are afraid of. I think another fear, this is a good one that I saw online, uh, fear of delusion. Uh, many of us may suffer from uh, either delusions of grandeur, where we think our, our work is greater than anything else being created, or the inverse of that, which is commonly known as imposter syndrome. And I know so many creative people who, whether they admit it or not, and many have shared this with me, is that they have an imposter syndrome. And does that come from a, a sense of delusion? Like, do we not have a clear idea of who we are, what we're doing, what we're trying to say, and what the value of all of those things are? And so, you know, there's been this discussion lately of everyone's creative and everyone's got talent. And to a certain degree, I I agree with that. But, you know, keeping that in check where... You know, you are feeling that what you are doing is relevant and will resonate with other people. And whether that's one person looking at a, a photo on your website or a crowd of people listening to you do a musical performance, um, that fear of am I, am I good? Am I good enough? Am I an imposter? Uh, am I the greatest thing since uh, sliced bread? we have those fears of whether we're on target with really who we are and what we're expressing. Fear of failure, I think this is also kind of ties in with uh, some of the earlier fears that I discussed. Uh, We're afraid to fail and uh, you can't be afraid to fail because we're human beings and we fail all the time. Uh, We fail whether we forget to turn the, the water on for the shower or I forgot that I was toasting something and it burned or I have an idea for a series of photographs and I go out and I spend time on it and I shoot it and then I come back and look at my proofs and I think there's nothing here. This is garbage and it's a failure. But those failures can be fueled to further success. You have to accept that you're going to fail. And I think it was Beckett who says, fail often, fail gloriously, but keep going. I know know I'm paraphrasing that, but um, the whole idea is that if you don't fail, ultimately you're not going to succeed. And so the way to maybe think about that is Don't think about an audience, don't think about success, don't think about acceptance, don't think about people loving you and what you're doing, and just maybe do it in a private way first, and give yourself the room and the space to create when no one's looking, and you will fail, but at least you won't have sort of the the perception that everyone's paying attention to your failure. And here's another little nugget that I, I am reminded of and I think it was Ted Forbes on his YouTube channel that I heard this most recently and it's no one really gives a shit about your work and what you're doing and you have to do it anyway and I think that that really ties into this whole idea of failure um, You think you're you're the center of your own world and you think that everyone else is paying attention to you or maybe waiting on the next thing that you're going to put out and maybe they're waiting to criticize it or see if you succeed or fail. But the truth is that most people are so caught up in their own lives that they don't care at all what you're doing or what you're working on. So you have to be that person who gives a shit about your work, good, bad, or otherwise. Which I think leads to another fear, which is the fear of yourself or the fear of seeing yourself, the true self. You know, when you make art, when you create something that comes from deep inside of you, whatever that art is... You are pulling back any veneer of artifice or mask or anything and you're sharing, I think, little bits of your true self. And a lot of people, including myself, sometimes that's a fearful situation because I may be creating something that I don't even know where it's coming from or it may reflect a darker side of myself. Or at the very least, I'm admitting that I'm flawed or imperfect or petty or jealous or I have an ego. And all of those things that come out of the creative process, it's like a mirror. It's a reflection. So a lot of us are afraid to see that. We're afraid to feel it. But, and I think this is why art is so important to being a human being, is that art is a conduit that we can see ourselves more clearly and understand ourselves maybe a little bit more clearly. So fear, fear of tangible things like fear of poverty. I mean, you know, there's the cliche of the starving artist, but cliches are are based in in facts or truths. And there's a lot of people who dedicate themselves to their art at the expense of A lot of other things and may find themselves in situations where they can't pay the rent or they no longer have a home or they don't have a place to do their work or they don't have money for food or they don't have health insurance which is a common thing for a lot of artists and performers and musicians so that fear of poverty oftentimes makes its way into the work that we create. So am I going to make something or work on something that's commercially viable that I know I may be able to sell or sell my services or do a performance of a of a piece that's a crowd pleaser that I don't necessarily want to play, but I know I can make some money for it? Or do I go out on that limb and dedicate myself to what is really truly valuable to me that may not have a value to anybody else and therefore not bring me, let's face it, if we're living in a capitalist society, we need money to pay for basic things. And so that's a challenge and fear of poverty also drives us to maybe stay in jobs that we don't really want to stay in, but it's comfortable and it's paying our bills. And, well, I could do my art in the evenings and on the weekends or, you know, those kinds of things. If you can strike a balance in that kind of life, which some of us have then that's a good thing because then it alleviates that pressure, that fear of poverty. Look, I'm going to create my work, and if nobody buys it, that's okay. I'm going to make this podcast. It's for me. I'm not sponsored. I'm not selling it. I'm not having commercials. I'm not compromising the content just to make it commercially viable. So I don't have the fear of poverty, but that's a real thing. And then lastly, what I found, (laughs) this is really interesting – something to flip this whole discussion on its head, is the fear of success. Like, think about that for a minute. What is it? What is success? How do you define your success? And are you afraid of what that might look like? Do you maybe feel that you're not worthy of success? You're not worthy of the accolades or the admiration or the attention that you and your work are getting. Or are you afraid of, like, what success might do to you? You know, it would this podcast would be very different if I had hundreds of thousands of listeners and pressures from a broadcaster or pressures from advertisers or pressures from, you know, publicity people to get their artist on my show. Um, I aspire to building an audience for this show and have it reach as many people as possible. At the same time, I am somewhat fearful to imagine what success could look like and what compromises or what imposition that might put on the freedoms that I enjoy right now. Just doing it in my small studio in beautiful Albuquerque, New Mexico and talking to you all right now. So those are a bunch of fears that have made their way into my creative process at one time or another. And I'm sure they're familiar to a lot of you as well. And thinking about how you get past it to continue being true to yourself and true to your craft and true to your art. I think that's That's the value about thinking about these things, and that's the value I I, I really take away from the book, Art and Fear. And so to leave you, I'd like to just quote from the last page of this book, and I think it's a really relevant thing to think about as we move forward into our practice. So this is the last paragraph of the book, and I quote, In the end, it all comes down to this. You have a choice, or more accurately, a rolling tangle of choices, between giving your work your best shot and risking that it will not make you happy, or not giving it your best shot and thereby guaranteeing that it will not make you happy. It becomes a choice between certainty and uncertainty. And curiously, uncertainty is the comforting choice. So there you go, folks, the episode all about art and fear. Kind of feel like I just went through a TED talk, but um, I'm pretty sure that this resonated with at least some of the people listening. I will definitely share a link uh, where you can get your hands on the book, Art and Fear. Um, and just a side note, I actually downloaded an audiobook version of it and just kind of put it on from time to time and let it play. And it's just nice little sort of nuggets of, of truth bombs there that can just kind of push me along and keep me focused and motivated in the studio. So maybe it'll do the same for you. So that's it for this episode. This has been the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I have been your host, Nick Toro Jr. If you've got questions or comments or feedback or want to share fears of your own, you could find find me on Instagram, of course, but you can go to righteyedominantpodcast.com and there is a section down at the bottom where you can send feedback and let me know your thoughts on this or anything else that I discuss on this podcast. And then lastly, as I always say, if you could leave me a rating or a review, uh, mostly on the Apple podcast platform, but anywhere you're listening to this on, uh, it will definitely help me create and keep building this audience that you're a, a really important part of. So thank you again for listening. And until next time, stay well. This podcast has been a production of RightEyeDominant.art. The music for this episode has been brought to you by The Conant Project, Yazar, and The White Plains.